If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the sensuous sounds of infosec where we discuss all things information all things security and all things information security i'm ben maliso and i'm matt snotty and i'm rafael fiedler and this week gentlemen we're going to talk about a dolphin movie prequel didn't we talk about that last week the free, <laughs> willie being freed Oh, that, that you know, that's a really good point. I mean, it, it kind of it <laughs> segues very nicely. It meshes with our previous work. Dolphin, uh, no, but how does Mickey? Okay, I don't get that reference. <laughs> no, no, you free, don't, because you're way, way too young. Free um, Willy, free Willy. No. Yeah, that I remember, but how is this Flipper a dolphin zero. reference? Flipper zero. That is what we're talking about today, exactly. Yes, the Flipper yes. zero. See, Rafti, there was a TV show called Flipper. I think it. I think it became a movie in the eighties or nineties. Was it by Disney? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I was not aware. I know it was an intelligent like. Um, dolphin. I don't know if it was an intelligent dolphin. It was just a dolphin. The way I again, I never really watched the show. That was <laughs> Flipper was never really a big draw to me. It's sort of like Aquaman. There's inherently limited plot lines you can do when you have to center every scene around a dolphin. You know, you can't. You know, there's not a lot of bank robbers under the water. You know, there's not a lot of yeah. submarine blackmail or extortion uh, techniques. So, um, what the was it with the sixties? We, yes. we we had we had TV shows with Mr. Ed, which was a horse. We had uh, Lassie, which was a dog. I mean, all, all these things were centered around animals. Fury, Flicka, yeah. um, the, it, it, the, and it's funny because Hollywood seems to do trends like that, where you know they'll be all animal centric stuff, and then they'll do all like a vehicle centric. Remember, there were like three or four helicopter shows. There was Airwolf. They made a TV show out of Blue Thunder. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, and, and and even they even added one to uh, Magnum PI, right? They had to have a helicopter in there, right? I thought and you were that. talking about Knight Rider. Yeah, see, oh, and then you were talking, and then and then there's a computer se series of shows. There, there was Knight Rider, of course. Then there was also Auto Man. Do you remember Auto Man, Matt? No. I don't, okay. I don't know what that is at all. So Auto Man was like, <laughs> if you take Tron and you you basically blend him into a car, you know, he was he was he was a scanned, computerized guy who could become like any vehicle. You know, he could become a helicopter, he become a car, and his sidekick, his sidekick, if I remember this correctly, I could be completely wrong here was a flashing blue floating thing next to his head called Bit. Now, that was from Tron. Tron had something exactly like that, too. I, I, well, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling okay. you. I mean, I, re I remember this. This sounds and an awful lot like Tron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. 
<laughs> oh, this course, segment yeah. might be heavily edited when oh it comes gosh. out. Yeah, we've gotten we've gotten way <laughs> off the tracks here. No, this so, was, so sorry okay. to any of our listener. This was a Glenn <laughs> Glenn Larson production. Um, it you know even Wikipedia says basically they were trying to rip off Tron. And uh, yeah, he was a cop. He became uh, captured by an an AI. A hologram and yeah i mean this is you know and this was a thing this happened now i think it lasted like half a season or something like that and there's also around the same time a show called manimal i was about to say manimal okay good all right so at least you remember that one yeah yeah okay because that came around the same time beastmaster camp was out with mark singer oh my goodness do you know they made that into a tv series in the early 2000s Oh, in the early 2000s? No, I didn't know that. They did. That. And Singer gets to play a, um, he's got a cameo recurring role as like the, you know, elder Yoda kind of figure guy. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. The nostalgia yeah. is, <laughs> nostalgia segment's over. <laughs> but I just want to yeah. point this out. Auto Man was portrayed by Desi Arnaz Jr. Oh, really? Yes. Of Desi and Lucy fame. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, he wasn't. He wasn't Auto Man, but he was in the show. He was in the show. All right. So anyway, that's a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Hollywood never lets go, lets go of old properties. Uh, everyone likes to mimic each other's work. And we're not actually talking about dolphins named Flipper. We're talking about a tool that I know nothing about. So you two are going to have to teach me all about Flipper Zero. What the hell is Flipper Zero? It's not a Glenn Larson production. I know that. <laughs> uh, the flipper, from what I know, and I, I, when we were discussing last week doing the, an episode on this, I almost ordered one because I wanted to be able to talk about it, but it wouldn't get here in time. But I've watched some videos and I've read some articles about it. Basically, it's a little plastic device, little electronic device that has a lot of capabilities to do a lot of uh, – hackerish type things i guess you could say because it can get on wi-fi it can uh do infrared uh, 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 uh signals and stuff like that um it, it, it's kind of a multi-tool it's kind of the swiss army knife of uh the hacking community these days it's really hot now now this is a physical device right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's small it, it fits in your hand it, it'll fit in your pocket it's again it's, it's almost the size of a swiss army knife like a big swiss army knife it looks like kind of like a Tamagotchi or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially like with the flipper on there. Like it's yeah, actually got a bit... dolphin. So they they are paying homage to the see, yeah. Rafi, you were giving me shit, but I actually unintentionally hit on this, you know, pop culture reference. No, I knew I knew that, uh, but I was just like I wasn't aware that Flipper was like the Steamboat Willie and Flipper the dolphin were related through Disney. Oh. That I was no, not aware. That, they well, yeah, okay. I see, and I don't even know if Flipper the series was was a Disney pre- Now I'm gonna have to check that. And by the way, <laughs> Auto Man's sidekick was named Cursor, not Bit. My bad. Okay. My bad. <laughs> almost Sorry. as almost as bad. I have to say. Okay, okay. So so you buy one of these things, and then what do you do with it? I think that the big thing that you do with it is you walk around and you you break into people's houses and you shut off video cameras and you get into Hyundai's and Kia's and stuff like that. Basically, oh, this is the thing that does that because th- yeah, that is can. actually a big problem in New Orleans right now. People are <laughs> shutting off; they're shutting off the surveillance cameras while they steal cars. Yeah, 
Yeah. And this is a tool that allows that. That that yeah, yeah. and makes it fairly easy. Yeah. Well. So so basically the gist of it is the flipper uses a lot of existing technology. All this stuff is you're you're capable of doing all this stuff with a with a laptop or with a lot of other uh, software, but it kind of packages it all up into this nice little toy looking device. Uh, and gives you a bunch of uh, th these capabilities without having to drag out a laptop and a battery and, and and stuff like that. And similar to how the Raspberry Pi community was like, if you're into small computers, getting a Pi makes it easy because a lot of people support it. And there are tutorials out there and there are scripts ready to go and stuff like that. And with the Flipper Serer, that's a similar thing, but for hacking. Um, so yep. you already have a lot of capabilities in there. Um, from the community stuff that has been built, sort of little apps you can load onto it, and and devices you can attach to it, and stuff like that. Yep, yep. So it's very expandable. Again, it's very hacker friendly. Uh, it's programmable. You can hook it up with a USB cable and and download different uh, capabilities to it. Different software people are are writing, like like Rafi said, they're writing apps for it. It's got a, a very small footprint, and you can write little little programs and have it do stuff for you. And we are mixing two terms of hackers here. We're max mixing the hackers which want to get access to <laughs> stuff and those hackers who are like hardware hackers, people who tinker with things to get yeah. to to the bottom of it. Thank and, you, Randy. I, I think that's a real both. important distinction to make. Um, that, yeah. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you. And Flipper hey. is cool for both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so bridging one to the other, I guess. Um, so I'm looking at the Flipper website here, Flipper Zero dot one. Uh, that's O N E. Uh, the sum bitch costs one hundred sixty nine dollars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's for your I, for, for the basic tool. Yep. And then you can buy all the gadgets and gigas to have it have even more functionality. Yeah. You can buy your own boards so that mm -hmm. you can you can flash your own stuff onto them and. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You can buy expansion boards that you can get out your soldering iron and and build your own uh, functionality to to add onto it with. So yeah. Pretty cool. So yeah, it's a little. It's, it's got a plastic case. It's got a little screen on it, uh, and it's got a couple of just basic buttons on it. And I think that the big thing is that, uh, as I said, it brings a lot of capability that you, if you're not comfortable with Linux or Kali or any of these other typical hacker type tools, this makes it all very accessible because you don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to be a Linux guru. You just have a little device that has some buttons on it, and you pull up the menu. You say, "Here's what I want to do. I want to scan the local Wi-Fi." and break into it you know give me the password to to this wi-fi and i don't know if, the, if, if flipper actually does this I've, I've heard that it'll do it but <laughs> it'll you know not having seen or actually played with one of these yeah you can have it scan the local wi-fi and then um set, set it out and then a half an hour later you come back and it's got you the password to the wi-fi exactly it's not a precision tool it's more like a crowbar in certain cases like it it maybe that's important for you as well like this is actually a little bit more akin to a toy as far as I, like and and we had one in the okay, office okay okay i was fucking joking about it being a tamagotchi but evidently the dolphin character that comes on the tool does have an emotional state that you have to keep feeding it <laughs> by using the. T I'm. I'm not. I'm looking at the flipper yeah. docs right now. But you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, You can't ignore <laughs> well, it at all. You don't have to. You, you can let your digital pet die, and the exactly. ACA doesn't really care. But I was. I was kidding about this. That that's actually a facet of this tool. They've gamified hacking, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Huh. Okay, I'm just, I'm fascinated by that. Leveling up your dolphin is a section in the documentation. <laughs>
Uh, so, but yeah, so the big thing is, uh, again, it brings a lot of this capability to people who don't, who, who wouldn't typically consider themselves hackers. So this is why we're getting into the, like the Kias and the Hyundais, because one of the things it can do is it can sniff, um, the, I guess the radio signals that your key fob sends from your car to your, or, or from, from your fob to your car, it can sniff those and then re replay them. And Kias and Hyundais, apparently their locking mechanism and their radio mechanism is susceptible to the type of uh, sniffing and, and replay that this device is specifically able to do. I, I'm, I'm out. I, there's so many aspects to this that are just fascinating to me. Here, here's a big question I have, and I, I want to get both of your take on this. In some jurisdictions, certain tools like um, a manual or automated rake or a jimmy bar um, are seen as paraphernalia of crime and are of themselves a way to indict someone who has them in their possession. Because unless, like, for instance, unless you're a licensed professional locksmith, they don't want you to have the best, um, they don't want you to have like the, the lockpick gun. Right. Yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah. When you said rake, that's what I assumed you were meaning was yeah, the, yeah. the automated way to, to to pick a lock. Yeah. 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 Um. So, why is this not like that? I, and again, I I just want to get your read on this. Oh, from our perspective, a hundred percent is. But does law enforcement have the capability to to determine that? <laughs> Because it's so new, it's it, it's a new it, it's technology. It's it's not a physical device that you can look at and say, okay, this is a lockpick set. Everybody knows in, in general what a lockpick set set looks like. No, yeah, but it's got like the name a... flipper on it. I mean, the case is it, it, it's kind of unmistakable for what it is. It's a very distinct yeah. color shape and yeah, and... yeah. Assuming you know so what it should is, should should this be illegal? Should it be something that that uh, only criminals have, that, that as soon as you have it, you have probable cause. Amazon Amazon took it off um, its listings because of that. So Amazon- Really? And, yeah, yeah, I don't know when this happened, but it happened a while back that Amazon said, this is against our terms of service. We don't sell stuff with like, which allows you to do like hacking and I, so on. I bought my lock picks at- from Amazon, what the hell? Are they I know, better? yeah, but that's a sport as well. Lock picking. Uh, it, this is like, and I got into that sport a while back. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and it's like, yeah. But as we said, like mechanical tools are mostly forbidden as well, and so I don't know. Like there are like pen testing is a thing. Not everything that is hacking is necessarily bad. If you want to know how secure your Wi-Fi is against stuff like this. I guess it's easier to just buy one one tool that just checks everything yeah, good, for you. Good. Okay, yeah, and and I was playing devil's advocate. I, <laughs> sure? I believe I believe everybody should have every tool, or at least have the uh, access to every tool. You know, a lockpick set or a shotgun or a flipper zero is not in and of itself inimical. It's how you intend to use it and how you do actually deploy it, right? I mean. Right, right. Yeah, because there are legitimate use cases for something like a flipper, just like there are legitimate use cases for a for a shotgun or for a lockpick set. Yeah, skeet shooting is an Olympic sport. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Huh. How, how little flipper cares about what it does to a certain degree is of course like, it, it does not ask questions, you know? 
Um, and you don't have to like answer any questions if you buy it at the moment. And and I feel like this is what you're talking about. Like, uh, and as a society as well, if you buy a gun, you sort of get taught that this is dangerous. Um, but as with so many things, when it comes to digital, we don't know how dangerous or we don't, we don't perceive danger as much um, and so on. So you can do like copy um, RFID cards with it fairly easily. You can copy those key tokens, those, um, what do you call it again? Uh, yeah, the access and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. So if you recall back when that, uh, when we talked about that guy with the implanted chip, like any of the employees can get in Flipper Zero and just copy the card, you know? Yeah. Um, and it uh, it sort of almost doesn't care. Like it would copy it, encrypt it, and send it out again, encrypt it, and stuff like that. So you you can maybe not like get into it that easily, but to the to the um, like for just gaining access and so on, the Flipper Zero just records and repeats. Yep. So Rafti, you've played with this, Matt. You haven't. Right. No. I and, and I kind of want to. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I want to spend the, the 170 bucks to, to actually get one, but I, I probably need to. I've, I've certainly spent way more <laughs> to get much less capability. <laughs> so why not? Wi-Fi is not included in the base model because we said earlier. Wi-Fi, I think, that. is not yeah. yeah, It's like a $30 add-on card, and it, and it doesn't uh, – it, 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 it plugs in externally, right? So it's like a circuit board that's sticking out the side of it to have all the Wi-Fi stuff. So it looks kind of fragile uh, with the Wi-Fi on it. But it does have Bluetooth built into it, and it's got the infrared built into it. Uh, and the RFID built into it, so yeah, and the sub one gigahertz stuff for for the yeah. Kias and the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff so like yeah, that. when I was looking at this, I was I was I actually hopped on Amazon because I thought, oh, if, if I order it straight from Flipper, it's going to take three to seven days to get here. I thought, let me hop on Amazon see if they carry it because Amazon can get it to me overnighted. Um, and I did see, like you said, uh, that that it was not Amazon on Amazon. You can get cases, you can get all kinds of other stuff, doodads and things to add on to it, but you can't get the actual flipper itself from Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. Now, it, now it's a, it, just by looking through their website here, um, <laughs> they they launched a Kickstarter in 2020 for Flipper Zero. They raised 4.8 million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would call that a successful Kickstarter. I'd say, I'd say, you know, I'd, I'd take a tenth of that. That'd be fine. I, I wouldn't mind. Holy Especially God. when, you know, you, you, if, if you're selling it at a price point of 170 bucks a pop, that means that it's probably less than $50 worth of actual materials in, in the device itself. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of this could be 3D printed. I mean, this mm -hmm. is, you know, it, it's, but it it's is a not. small form fact. That is I, true. It yeah. is not. So they had to get the mold cast and stuff like that. And if they assumed a small batch number, which we, of course, don't know, uh, but I understand Kickstarter and I understand the price. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating thing. And it, it seems like it was kind of a grassroots effort by a bunch of actual hardware hackers themselves. Um, uh, they collaborated with an outfit called Design Heroes. Uh, which I was not familiar with. Rafti, have you heard of that group before? No, and I have not looked at the Kickstarter, even though I think, I believe the one that we have in the office is actually a Kickstarter flipper. So, really? yeah, I know people who are into Kickstarter a lot. Huh. <laughs> I myself am huh. one of them Rafti, as well. <laughs> since you have actual hands-on uh, experience with this thing, I mean, what, what have you done with it? What What is your company using it for? 
<laughs> we <laughs> we're not using it for anything in particular. But as this you said, like lofty. just this is just getting, getting into it. I have multiple pies lying around and doing stuff. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um, it's, so it's just an office toy then. It is mostly an office toy, and we have been um, at the moment. One of us has issues with. Um, Wi-Fi congestion at his where he's living. Um, the, the apparently some too many people got mesh access points for Christmas, so the 2.4 gigahertz spectrum is a little bit too crowded, and he's thinking of maybe <laughs> doing something about that. But we're not sure. Um, Don't but, give too many details about what exactly he's going to be doing. <laughs> exactly, but it's it's fun like that, you know. Um, just if you want a tool. Um, for instance, um, because it's so small, and we talked about this, if you want to figure out where and, and signal is coming from, if you don't want to hog around your laptop or, I don't know, your a phone can do it sometimes with an app as well, but a Flipper Zero is fairly easy to configure so that you can follow the Wi-Fi and sort of like, and it has a buzzer as well. It can beep faster if you come closer to it and stuff like that. So programming it for small stuff like this, if you lose something, a Bluetooth device or something like that, your phone, for instance, and um, you can detect it with it and you can follow it with it. And it is fairly easy and simple um, with such a small device. Cool. Now, I have heard, and these are unsubstantiated reports. I think I saw it on Reddit. So take that for what it's worth. Um, a couple of these getting snagged at airports by TSA. Um, Not surprised. I am because that's just so dumb. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> again, it looks like a game and it is, it is in fact a game. It, I mean, at, at its base, it's a game. Um, and there's so many other more hostile pieces of hardware that, that uh, appear innocuous and I'm sure get through TSA all the time. It seems weird to me that TSA would hone in on this. Um, yeah, especially if you're hauling around a laptop that's that's fully loaded with Kali Linux, that's way more dangerous than this thing is. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, yeah. Especially we were talking about its size, and I said, like, finding stuff is easy, but, like, if you want to actually do a man-in-the-middle attack or something, you need more power, like, phys like raw electricity to overpower a wi another Wi-Fi signal, signal or stuff like that. Now, Finding will, your, stuff is will your flipper pair with your laptop so that you can you can harness yeah. it? it? Okay. Yeah, okay. sure. But th at that point, you already have the laptop. It's more about like, and this is, and I believe this is what we're going with this. Like, it's a small toy for some stuff and fairly mischievous as well. Like, it makes mischievous stuff easier. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's more like the um, slingshot of the former days where, but for techies, I guess, like you can do damage um, and you need to be aware and you can actually do harm with it. Like you need to be aware yeah. what you're doing, but it is more, it is more like a toy. And I feel like, it, like we were saying, maybe it should be allowed on Amazon as well, but it does, it is harmful uh, and it can cause issues if you. Yeah, okay, but, but I could, you know, and again, I, I just want to state this very, very clearly. Anything can be harmful. I've yeah. got some I've got some horrifying chemicals that could wipe out a city block underneath my kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean it just it, it, they're just it, it, yeah, it makes me think of back in prohibition when um I think it was the uh, it was a grape juice company 
was uh, uh, sending out, or you, you could buy a grape, a, a, a kit to make grape juice for, for your house. And it put on the, on, on the label explicit instructions, do not uh, let this grape juice ferment <laughs> for X number of days and add X amount of sugar to it because <laughs> that will make it illegal. Yes, exactly. Exact, yeah, right. I, and, and, and that's just sort of entrepreneurial spirit. That's, that's a, you know, all due respect to you, Rafty. That's Americana at its finest. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't, you ain't trying. Well, you know, I mean, as soon as those speed governor chips came out in the first set of automobiles, there were auto shops that were reflashing the chips. I mean, you know, yeah. it just that that's just one of those things, right? I, uh, we love to tinker. We're human beings. We are constantly building better mousetraps. Um, all this is is another one of those. Uh, again, it's a little spooky that we're putting training wheels on something that kids could use in very hostile ways but that's true of anything and yeah. and i think the the way to limit hostile use of any tool is not to prohibit the tool from existing it's to teach morality and integrity uh, mm. to the yeah. younger generation and and enforce the law where necessary now now i am disturbed by the fact that uh, i mentioned the the video camera thing. Um, uh, Robin actually knows uh, someone uh, personally whose car was ripped off from in front of her driveway, and she, and and this victim had gone through the effort to set up cameras uh, surveilling her neighborhood because the car had been broken into three times prior to the actual theft, um, and so it felt very personal. It felt very hurtful when she went to present her home video her security video to the police and the one section during the crime was not there was yeah, blanked yeah. out that's a that's a very personal attack and that's an affront to someone's property it's a it's an affront to their safety um and if they you know let's say it wasn't a property <laughs> crime you know that stealing a car sucks and and i'm i wouldn't be against making it tantamount to horse rustling in the 1800s um but uh, it's still just a property crime. What if yeah, it had yeah. been something else? What if it had been a violent yeah. crime? Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not so sure I like this trend, especially when we finally got people to do things like set up home security cameras. That's what we want them to be doing. Right. Um, yeah. So maybe then some recommendations, um, because I looked into this a bit. Um, make sure that some of the cameras have the capabilities of adding an SD card. Make this is an option. Uh, make or, this an option. Or why not make a fiber connection between the camera and the storage point? I mean, why that, is it going over Wi-Fi? That because might it's be easy a... to set up, right? I mean, that's the exactly, answer. exactly. Yeah. Of course, but and if you run a cable, why not do PoE like power over Ethernet? Then you only have to run one cable anyway. No, but the second one I wanted to add is because that might be technical, and this might be uh, something that could change in the future. But at the moment, the flipper, which is, of course, an easy tool only is on a 2.4 gigahertz spectrum, which is the same, of course, as all the IoT devices and cheap Wi-Fi devices. But if you if you have to have a Wi-Fi connection, make it five, uh, five, five gigahertz. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the answer to that is as we play countermeasure to countermeasure, the next flipper, the flipper gen two is going to have 
five megahertz capability. I mean, so, so I mean, you, you just you keep chasing these things back and forth, right? But five gigahertz requires more energy again, and um, at this point, the the yeah, of course, like if they're attacking um, better run <laughs> a connection like a wire connection, um, but uh, I just want to make sure, like I I feel like it will be a while, not because of technology, but because of the the power uh, efficiency. The flipper is a small device. It has a small battery and five gigahertz will suck up that battery much faster. So I, I'd say get maybe the easiest one would be one with an SD card. And the, the second after that, I'd say would be one with five gigahertz. And I do like that. I like solid state storage. I always have. Um, uh, and that just makes sense. Uh, I do like and this is interesting because it's not just the flipper devices or any other kind of uh, hacking tool, um, but the LIMFAC on most of our tech right now hasn't been CPU. It hasn't been RAM. It's been the battery. The, yeah. the physical property is the thing that's so hard to surmount. And, um, you know, we keep trying to get past that. Uh, electrical storage is tough. It's, it's mm -hmm. really tough. Now, Rafi, you have an electric car. And one of the questions I've had for a long time is, how long does the charge stay in the battery? Like if you're past the see... shelf life of the battery. I don't, I don't see it dropping. This is so minimal. If it drops, you cannot see it. But you have but to put that in perspective. What's the period of time between your usage, though? Like, can you Each let day. it sit for a, well, yeah, but if, what if you if I, if I said it lit... for a month? Yeah, I guess it would maybe lose, I don't know, not even maybe one to two percent. What you about need to year? put this? That would drop, I guess. Okay. I, I, See, I don't and, and know for is, sure. This but is just my mind thinking about energy and the physical properties. The one nice thing about petrofuels is I've got a shelf life of gasoline for about two years, a little bit more if I add the extender to it, you know? Mm, sure. Um, you know. But let me put that into perspective. Like what I wanted to say is because the amount of energy that is in that car, um, uh, it's just like I can run my whole home for a week with just plugging it into that car. And it's it's that much energy that is stored in that car, you know, and we don't use that much. If I if I only plug in the refrigerator and I don't know, an AC or something, if I'm on in a pinch, I can run that for couple of like more than a week you know so there's so much energy in there um and so dropping a percent or two that's basically dropping my energy consumption for a day you know <laughs> um that's, or something. That, that's a significant amount of power then exactly I mean, this is the reason why i'm yeah. saying how yeah. much does it lose it it's in a perspective it doesn't lose that much but it is a whole like it's so much energy that's stored in there, and so you need to weigh all of that together and stuff like that. And um, we have been trying to to cram more energy into stuff, of course, for for the longest time. If you recall the notes, the Samsung note that caught fire because they tried to pack in too much energy in too small of a package. That's just, and I I feel like we are at a certain like from a technology perspective um, at an uh, an impasse here in certain regards. Yeah, technologically um, we've kind of hit the the peak yeah. battery capacity. Yeah, uh, and we don't need that much. New tech. Yeah, uh, especially in Europe, I when people ask me about my car, like I can charge the amount that I need to drive each day overnight easily on a regular out power outlet. 
So I don't need that much. I don't need a fast charging. I don't need a whatever. So if my battery would be like a tenth of what it is currently, I would be good. I, just for I would have to. Pur- just for commuting exactly. purposes. Go exactly. to the store, get some milk, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the only time you'd need the larger batteries for distance driving if you're going exactly. touring or whatever. Okay. All right. Fascinating. Uh, sorry, we, <laughs> I sidetracked this away from Clip was doing it for a second. <laughs> I apologize. All right. But so you're making you an interesting point. If you have like something like an electric car, you have so much power underneath your seat. Um, you can run stuff like that. You can run a laptop and you could blast 5G, blackout all the, the, the cameras in the neighborhood, you know, don't have to worry about it. So like you it's have a little power- EMP generator. No, not EMP, but just I know, like I know, I know, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but um, just like swamp. Don't give the, the, the issue any that ideas. my the, this, the issue that my the friend of mine has, like the colleague, he has um there there's just too much data being transmitted over um Wi-Fi signals. So you can blanket, uh, you can just keep on sending packets on all frequencies, and they will all wait. The protocol says if somebody else is using that frequency, you have to wait. And so you can blanket it and just congest the whole um, spectrum. And of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will be it's, jam- it's jamming. It's ECM is what it is. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So not yeah. EMPing, but uh, jamming. Yeah, you're right. ECM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so would you recommend this as a good um, gift for young people, a toy that they can learn about hacking, that they can uh, step into the industry, you know, at least from a pen testing standpoint? I think we should have asked um, Jellyfish about that because she was writing about um, Flipper and Rubber Ducky on her blog. Um, I'd say get them a Raspberry Pi. It can do more. It has. Uh, it's easier to access the pins to add stuff uh, onto it, um, to add new capabilities. Of course, it comes with way less capabilities in regards to sensors and so on. But I feel like get a Raspberry Pi. It's cheaper. When you say more. access the pins, you're talking about physical? Yeah. Yeah. The manifestation like, not. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. The pinout structure to add new um, okay. add-ons but, and stuff. But for kids, I'm thinking that the flipper is a lot more um, learning friendly. Um, you know, it's got the cute little dolphin graphic. It's got the, you know, it's got the gamification built into it. So in terms of not accessing the physical properties, but accessing the ideas and concepts, uh, would Flipper Zero be preferable in that in that regard? Mm, a flipper on its own does not come like you need to load stuff onto it for to to do this or to do more with it. So you need a second device anyway. And if the first device would be a Raspberry Pi, you can connect to it. Um, you can connect the flipper uh, maybe the next Christmas, you know? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? You? I'm sorry. I don't understand. You mean a, you need a second device you, to download stuff? Yeah, exactly. To download and to configure and to get the stuff that you actually want on there and to change. It's not self-sustaining. Like you need a, either a but, phone but, or But every a kid already has a phone. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm just wondering why you're pushing so hard towards the pie. Kids have phones. Kids have tablets. You know, three year olds have tablets now. Um, you know, would all those suffice for downloading and sideloading into the Flipper Zero? I don't. I don't want a six year old stealing a Kia and going on a road trip or something. You know, <laughs> maybe that's the reason okay. I'm pushing no, no, back so fair. hard. That's that's a very fair answer. I wouldn't give. And a it's not that a easy. Shotgun either. But. 
Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Okay. Okay. Matt, what do you think? You have kids. Do you want them playing with this shit? Um, I think that there's some value to it. Yeah. If they can see the capabilities of, of the technology that's out there. Um, and, and again, as long as you impute the, the morality and the ethics that, that, that need to go along with responsible usage of such a device. Yeah. I think it's cool to see that kind of stuff. It makes me think of, uh, Lego had a thing called Mindstorms. Um, that was a, uh, a way to build robots with Lego and, and actually do simple programming. You could, you could, uh, program the, the, the chips in it, uh, using a, a program on a computer. You could connect it up to the Lego computer and tell the robot to do certain things, you know, look for the red ball, you know, pick up the yellow ball, blah, 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 stuff like that. So I think that there's always the learning opportunity and, and companies have, have capitalized on this for, for a long time. Uh, not just Lego. I, I mean, I remember even growing up, uh, there was a rector sets, the yeah, heat kit, you yes, know, I mean, I, exactly. this is, this is what this is reminding me of. Right. Right. Which is, which is what makes me think that, you know, you're actually not asking for a kid. You're asking for yourself because you're wanting to, <laughs> to find something new to play with for Ben Maliso himself, not for <laughs> any other child. I need the cartoon driven learning so that I can actually understand it, you know? But so, yeah, I think that there's definitely some value. I mean, but I, I do agree with Rafi that um, in terms of if you're actually getting into this type of, 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 of this, uh, this, this space of making stuff and programming stuff, yeah, the Ardu Arduinos and the Raspberry Pis out there of the world have much more capability. Now they do have a, a little bit more of a learning curve. And I think that's the thing. It's not got a, a, a nice dolphin mascot and, and big chunky buttons for you to press. Um, if you have to get a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino, you actually have to do some stuff to get it to work right. But once you do, and then once you get into that mindset, it be, it's a much more capable and a much better learning opportunity. But yeah, for, for something that, um, I, I, the thing with the flipper is I see it has limited use. I don't see the, I don't see a flipper as, as having a long shelf life. I think that within 18 months, we'll see all the countermeasures in place so that the flipper will be really not that useful anymore. And I've run into these things before where I've bought little, I, I, I'm reluctant to call them toys, but actual um, devices that would help me in my day-to-day -day job that would do similar type things, scan the Wi-Fi, tell you stuff. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, they were small handheld devices and their shelf life or, or, or their actual useful life in, in, in my hands was about six months or so before. It was just, you know, I, uh, it, it stopped being capable. It stopped having any use for me. The and next kind of, gen of technology superseded whatever right. functionality the toy had. Right, right. So I kind of see it's that with, with tools. Yeah, I mean, and maybe the flipper will have a longer life depending upon how it can be upgraded and, and its capabilities. And, and of course, as more people come out with more boards that can be plugged into it, you know, and stuff like that, maybe it's got a little bit longer of a life than, than I give it credit for. But I really don't see us sitting in 2025, 2026 still talking about a flipper and going, gosh, isn't this still great technology? I see it as, okay, this is another QCAT or this is another, you know, um, a thumb wheel that uh, got put on a mouse or something like that that people you know went gaga over for a little bit and then it fell off the face of the earth i i will say this though just from having looked at the website it does seem like they have a a strong peer review community a you know a, a good social network of participants um it does seem like they'll be continually engineering this it, it kind of strikes me as a, a linux uh a similar kind of approach um to where as new tech is released new boards and new 
software will continue to be pushed too. And that as long as you keep updating your Flipper Zero, you'll probably stay current with whatever tech. And I'm not saying Flipper Zero qua Flipper Zero. I'm saying whatever toy becomes popular, there is a hacking modding community out there that seems very interested in staying current. Yeah, yeah. But at some point, you're going to hit the hard limit of the capabilities of the hard uh, of the device itself. That's, I mean, you're not going to be able to overcome the fact that it's got the equivalent of a, a 286 chip in it or whatever it's got inside of it or something like that. And of course, what Matt was saying earlier in regards to robot, um, I, I guess it's maybe more similar to the Flipper Zero um, in some regards that you can get to the the goal easier. You don't have to actually learn a full programming language with those Lego things. It made it easy. You had blocks. Um, but uh, what I like about the Raspberry Pi is you have an actual operating system on there. And I'm so confused when I talk with younger folks like teenagers, current, uh, current teenagers, they sometimes are not aware of file structures on hard drives and so on. Yeah. And they, they, they struggle with all that stuff. Everything is True. an app. Everything's everything, driven in their head. Exactly. Right? The and the Flipper Zero is like yeah. that as well. And I don't, this is sort of where I'm like, I, I feel like if you're interested into this, uh, with this, the Flipper Zero would um, stop short of teaching you um, the, the basics. Um, and so maybe this is okay, just so that you see results faster. And similar with the Lego thing, um, you can see some results faster, but you need to, to advance, you need to go beyond this. Um, and I guess uh, a Pi has, like there are kits out there, Arduinos, as you were saying, Matt, there are kits out there where you can already have fairly easy stuff with them as well, where you can have like blinking lights or buttons you can attach to it with those boards as well, where you don't have to solder, but just like um, connect um, connect the wires and so on. It's, it's fairly easy in that regard. And I feel like going that route, um, at least I, I'm, I have a kid as well. It will be a little bit longer until I can do stuff like that. But I feel, I, I hope I will go down that route. You can't wait. You can't yeah, wait. I, I know. can already tell. You are just, <laughs> you're so eager. Now, now, Matt, did you have a Heath kit growing up? I didn't have a Heath kit. I did have Erector sets. <clears throat> and I, of course, I was big big in, in Legos and stuff like that. And I don't know if you remember the toy. You, you may have been a little bit, you're a little bit older than me, Ben, but there was a, a thing called Robotics. And it was like robotic dinosaurs and stuff that, that kind of snapped together, but it had motors and um, stuff like that. Very, very rudimentary. Um, so, yeah, I always had interest in building and programming and doing, yeah, making making toys do stuff that, uh, you know, kind of were quasi, um, you know, doing it on their own. So, yeah, no, I, all I'd say, no, I didn't never had a Heath kit, but I always had a, a really early interest in computers and, and getting computers, more importantly, to do stuff to the, in the physical world, which is kind of what we're, we're getting at here is, you know, can you affect a real physical change to something around you rather than see something on a screen? And this, again, I would say something where the Flipper Zero is, is worse again, because um, the Flipper Zero, you see stuff in the physical world when something breaks, which is, of course, fun for a kid but less fun for everybody around. Um, and with something like a Pi or like an Arduino or something like a, a Sysmona chip thing, you can make lights blink very fast. And my son recently discovered like the remote, the TV remote. And when he saw um, that he can push a button and just the lights of the, the music bar, like they go up and down, up and down. And he's so fascinated by it uh, that he can push something in the one hand and something on the across the room happens. Um, but like to do that with a flipper zero, 
um, something across the street happens and who knows what, you know? Okay, so, so I, let me ask that question. This is my, this is my big question. Sure. How much inadvertent damage and harm could a child cause or an idiot cause, <laughs> if we're talking about me, um, by misuse or misapplication of something like the Flipper Zero? I think the chances for permanent uh, damage to something are pretty low. Now, I mean, that's aside from the, uh, the, the idea that you can steal a car with it. Uh, if we take that out of the equation, because that's the one extreme, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, knocking somebody's Wi-Fi out or knocking their, their video cameras out. Uh, I, I don't think you can steal a car inadvertently. The worst you could do is like turn off the locking mechanism of the yeah. car, not even knowing you'd done that. But but yeah, you'd yeah. have to go and steal the car if that's what you wanted to do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, all that stuff is temporary though. So like if you if you disable the car locks, yeah, I mean if somebody else walks by with a key fob and locks it back up, or or if you knock out the Wi-Fi, okay, you reboot your router and it comes back online. So it's all temporary type stuff. Um, the the longer term damage is is if you get into someone who's truly motivated and unethical with what they're trying to do with it, um, where they're stealing somebody's, for instance, a Wi-Fi password surreptitiously the the wi-fi owner doesn't realize it and but then, someone uh, doing that is going to have more power than just the flipper zero i mean they have the laptop they have the. you know what i'm saying i mean well i mean uh, you, you you can get somebody's wi-fi password without with just the flipper without needing the laptop and all that but what but what i'm saying is someone dedicated to doing hostile action is going to have more power at their disposal than the flipper zero yeah because yeah, they're yeah. going to avail themselves of better tools you know, that, and that's yeah. kind of i think what rafti was saying i'm just saying if you this thing itself because i know there's going to be some nanny moron out there who wants to say we can't sell these make them illegal you know like like switchblades in the 1950s you know that's still a federal <laughs> offense to own a switchblade which yep. blows my mind Austria um, as well really seriously <laughs> yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Well, that worked. You know, no one's getting killed by switchblades anymore, I guess. You know, <laughs> but butterfly knives are yeah. perfectly legal. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or gravity knives or flip knives. I mean, yeah, whatever. So, uh, again, ingenuity will find a way. Um, but, but so I just want to know, in terms of actual, real, tangible risk, uh, aside from someone using it intentionally, maliciously, inadvertently, like you said, it's mostly temporary, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's not much that can be done that's going to burn anything out. This thing isn't going to destroy someone's home or something like that. Right, right. Because again, you're you're only attacking anything that is electronic. You're not getting anything that's that's wired. That's got a you know, like like you said, if you have a hardwired camera, it's not going to affect it. If you have a a fire suppression system, you know, <laughs> you're not going to to, to disable that with this thing. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, you're, you're basically inconveniencing someone for a small period of time and that's okay. about the most damage you can do with it. Good. And that's what I like to hear. Now, here's my other, here's my other big concern and it has less to do with tools like this or lock picks or whatever. It has to do with the fact that we're rushing into IOT for residential usages. You know, somebody's got a coffee maker that has an IP address. Well, if you overclock that some bitch, you could burn the house down. And that has that has nothing to do with the risk of the flipper zero. It has to do with all the risk that you've now put into the coffee maker or the toaster or whatever, right? 
And I'm not trying to blame yeah. the victim here. <laughs> no, but I, I also feel like there's negligence in that space, definitely. Yeah. When it comes to security and so on, I mean, you're saying like burning the house down, but the 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 flip side of the coin, if it has a microphone, somebody listening in and so on, um, I feel like when it comes to security, um, IoT is needs some catching up. And you sometimes, as a as a buyer, you are not aware of all the stuff that's in there. Oh and no, I feel no. like buyers are the most negligent of all because all they are looking at is price point. And that is true. That one function. As long as it has that one function and is at the right price point, they don't, they, I have no idea what my oven can do. I really don't, you know, and it's not an IOT device. It's still solid state, but I just haven't read the manual, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then it's, you're all well, I guess, you know, <laughs> but if, as soon as it has an IP address, you assume um, most of the stuff you gotten until now, which is connecting to some network has come with the expectation that it updates and that it has um, security features and so on. But the light bulbs um, that you buy off of Amazon or I don't know, God forbid, AliExpress or something, um, you know, those don't get any security updates. And you would not know if there were, would be oh, any. You, you were know? saying security updates is a good thing. See, I look at it the other way. <laughs> I look at it the other way. Anything that can get a security update means it's communicating outside of my house. You know, it's going beyond my perimeter. That, that to me, true. that to me is a much greater risk because you created a backdoor to my home environment is what you've done. And I have very little control and sometimes a proprietary data and sometimes a proprietary format. Um, so you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's, see, there's yeah. good and bad as to those approaches. And as we're adding more functionality into the home, something like a Flipper Zero, which should be an innocuous toy, might pose a risk if applied inadvertently to something that does have a physical reaction in the side real world, right? I mean, that's just, yeah. I don't know. And and I'm not trying to be a Luddite either. As much as I'm not an early adopter, I love toys. And I think, mm -hmm. I think these are great. And I think, I think your kid learning tech, Rafti, is going to have such a leg up on dinosaurs like me and Matt. Well, maybe me, but Matt's pretty good with the staying current. Um, <laughs> Uh, that, that's that's fascinating to me, and I want them to have all the tools that we have at our disposal, and and have it be uh, easily accessible as well. Um, all right, so now we have a big announcement about safing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can go into that. Um, we apparently our Discord grew as like so fast. Um, we are now we got a, a web page, a landing page, and we're now discoverable on the Discord homepage itself. If you look for Safing, um, you don't have to know any special links or anything. You can just click, uh, put in Safing, and you find our Discord, and we have our own web page now by Discord itself because um, the the people have been engaging a lot, and are like the conversation is great. And if you have like interest in privacy you can hop onto our discord um the the basic link you can follow is discord.gg slash safing and we're 1.5 uh, thousand people there um with uh dozens online at every hour of the day um very helpful folks and uh, the the conversation is very civil 
and very helpful, which is very atypical for privacy and Linux people, <laughs> I'd say. They're they're mostly hostile, but we got the good ones. We got the, the friendly ones. Rafti, congratulations. Nice this is huge. I mean, for, for those you. of you who don't realize this, now this means you don't have to share invites and it's not exclusivity. You're an open forum now, right? Yep. That Absolutely. is so cool. Congratulations. I, I Thank can't. You. I can't yeah. um, give you enough kudos. That is that is really, really fantastic. And we will share the link uh, in the show notes for the three listeners that you wouldn't <laughs> otherwise get in your Discord. Um, heck, we should do it the other way. In your Discord, you should be sharing links to Sensuous Sound. I sometimes do. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Okay. All right. Of cool. course well, I do. Okay. And okay. I think we have listeners. So. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so I some of the people listening might be from the Safing community? Yeah, no, that I know for a fact. Oh, I better not <laughs> piss them off. I should really start watching what I say. I get the feeling those people have far more capability than using a hostile Tamagotchi against me. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's so good to hear a, hear a good story come out of Discord, though, because I've I've really been down on Discord for a long time because I, it, it's really just I, I've never had any good experiences with it other than i mean obviously the three of us communicate regularly on on discord but uh, uh i've been on other discords and it's just never maybe i'm just too old for it i think that, that, that that's all it is it's just way too busy it's way too much either either it's completely dead and nothing's going on or i get on one that's super duper crazy busy and it's just so many colors and things flashing and stuff and i just get uh, I'm, I'm right I'm there with you, part. Matt. But it's it's an age thing. It, it's yeah, not for it's... Gen X. It's right, right. It's, it's not the for me. Disco of the the <laughs> the disco of the courts. Uh, Discord. Yeah. 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 Um, but but yeah, I, I today joined a new Discord server, and the first thing I do is mute it. Like every one, every except like the ones where we communicate. Every other Discord is muted. Uh, the same thing, Discord, of course, is not either. But uh, And then I go in and I suppress at all mentions. I suppress at role mentions and stuff like that. So I muted way down. I don't know why they have not an option that this is how you join a server by default. I just, yeah. but we can yeah. go into Discord for the long run. But that, if you're, if Discord for is... your For your identity, for your persona, that should be a template that's applied every yeah. time you join in. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I do the same eight steps and it's, it's I think it's eight every time I join a new server. And then I, I put them into folders and then I sometimes check in and so on. But yeah, no, Discord can be a lot, but I feel like Discord is a good place and we get always asked, why don't we have a matrix server? We now do, some people join there as well, but it's that is dead. Like on matrix, nobody is there. Uh, but on Discord there, you have a couple of servers where you join in frequently. And so you have Discord open anyway, and then you see, oh, something happened in, the central sense of infosec or like um in safing you know and then i just go in there take a look and just how's respond. your mastodon server going the mastodon oh that is that's growing so slowly but i think we're up to almost 400 people now really so Absolutely. yeah i mean okay, good good no we we have in the same time we are now at almost four thousand people on on twitter or x now so um twitter is still growing faster um, I don't know what, like, I like open source. I do. I, I ran my own Mastodon instance for the longest time, but it is <laughs> the, the, ju just liking it does not help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Earth. does not help. Ben, so, yeah. I wish we could just go back to AOL chat rooms because all this is the exact same variation on the theme of people want to get into a room and talk to each other. And it worked. 
and it was <laughs> simple. And yeah. you know, yeah, I'm totally with you there, Matt. I've never even heard of doing, Matrix. What the hell is Matrix? All we're doing is rediscovering. <laughs> yeah, do a web tech. search <laughs> for Matrix. <laughs> you, well, you yeah, heard. apparently. Do you know, Matt? I, I'm going to make a prediction for you. Okay, and and Rafti, this is for you too because you both have you know younger kids. At some point, your kid's going to come home, and they're going to say, "Dad, Dad, check this out. Look what my phone can do." And they're going to hit a few buttons. There'll be a ringing sound and a voice will answer. And they're like, I can talk in real time to another human being. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they'll Uh-oh. be they'll be flabbergasted. They'll think that's the best thing in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, my my older kids that they, they are aware that that functionality exists. They just choose not to leverage any of it. If I try to call any of my kids with a voice call, I'll forget it. No, but if you, I shoot them a text, you know message, better now. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the same for my wife too. She doesn't talk on the phone either. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. <laughs> well, she doesn't talk to you. I mean, that's the... <laughs> well, I should say. If my wife sees me actually calling her, she knows it's an emergency. And her, her, her response isn't, hello, it's, what's wrong? Yeah, okay. Okay, and that's fair, too. That's a use case. That's yeah. a, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, just to close, I have to point out, the original Flipper film was not from Disney. It was from MGM. And the TV show was from ABC before Disney bought it. Um, but the, the creator actually said um, he wanted to make it lassie in the ocean because he saw his kids watching Lassie on TV and how engrossed they were. Uh, So that's a thing. All right. And with that, um, it's been another episode. Oh, I I just wanted to share um, talking about, talking about growing success and want to practice is starting to get that catchiness to it. Uh, We're getting like 10 new registrants a day. Um, Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I'm really digging that. And, um, it, it does, however, mean that we're getting about eight tech support and user requests <laughs> daily. So, I mean, these things, you know, climb. Rafti, is this what I have to look forward to for the rest of my life? This is this is going to be my new occupation? Is It comes in phases. That's okay. what I say. It, okay. The tech support comes in phases as well. And right. There are days where we draw on in them, and there are, day, there are weeks where I'm like, is anybody still using the software? Is, is everything working? good? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is everybody leaving without saying something or what is happening here? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, good to know. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, and thank you again for another episode. My uh, name is Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. <laughs> and I'm Rafael Fiedler. <laughs> Join us again next week for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener, Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rafti, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications, Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel Wannabeacissp. 
feedback or questions on what we discuss, send a good old-fashioned email to ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com, and listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience.